Good day, everyone. It's Nick. And today's topic is the big D. Not like that, so get your head out of the gutter. But the big D is for depression. Depression, admittedly, is running high right now among many people. Why? Likely a lot to be deal with to do with the COVID-19 pandemic and how our lives have been shifted from a social interactive environment to one of a more isolated, questionable, unknown. Depression can take many forms for a variety of people and depression often brings anxiety with it. They're kind of married in fact, but why so much now? Great question, even an excellent question. Think about those who struggle with isolation and who have found work as a means of letting that depression and anxiety stay at bay during the typical workday. But the moment that they go home, they are greeted by the big D and the big A. Now to be clear, both exist even during the day, but the ability to socialize gives people an out to forget about themselves and coexist. People who normally don't have depression and anxiety are even finding themselves more anxious and depressed because of the life as they have once lived for so long has now changed. By all means, I'm an advocate for change. Change is good, right? Most of the time, the answer would be yes. But this change has resulted in much sadness, lots of death, depression, anxiety, a sense of the unknown. People aren't able to do what they normally did. The sense of us having control of our own lives has become unknown as we are faced with the unknowing of tomorrow. The media, the constant coverage that we see from the media, political parties becoming the banter of our life, the fake news, the constant in-your-face information has begun to beat people down to a point where the messages are not helpful, but rather they are very harmful. Then we have the theorist, the hypocrisy, the hate, and the lack of knowing is actually dividing people, not rebuilding them. People are rebelling against the stay-at-home order because they are at their breaking point. Sadly, depression can also lead to suicide. The thoughts of taking one's life because people are truly sick of how things become. Question of this world meant for me, or is isolation the new way of living? Will I ever be able to walk into a grocery store without a mask or gloves on? Or will I be able to venture back to the zoo or any other activity outdoors? Or is isolation and community, or is isolation now and is community no longer a thing? Tons and tons of questions come through our minds, which has an impact on our health. Have you ever experienced the inability to keep track of those days of the week? The inability to think about what to do next, the loss of time, waking up at weird hours and having vivid and weird dreams. Have you found yourself eating and eating and roaming around your house for, in fact, nothing? Have you found your pets becoming more aggressive or have they been sleeping more? Does their sense of routine seem busted? Do they sense our changes in our lives in what we do? So many questions and so little answers. I don't have the answers. I don't even understand my own questions at times. I look at the, out the windows and I see people walking. I see people looking around and I see children not playing with each other because the fear that lurks behind 
the plane. I read a post of a lady this morning on Facebook that said she didn't wear her mask to the store yesterday, and when she got home, her mind raced about, what if? What if I touched something, caught something, or was careless about my decision? We have become people who fear something we cannot see, cannot touch, but rather, it has become like a sci-fi movie that we are aimlessly moving parts in. The working from home has changed us. For me, I feel like I work harder but accomplish less. The daily hundreds of Zooms calls, emails, phone calls, and processing processes are taking a toll. Is this the new life? Is it? Added to that fear of contracting COVID is the fact that people are now losing jobs, losing hope, and whatever security they had in life is now becoming unstable. Losing your job in the midst of a crisis, is that the way that life was meant to be? Is it morally or ethically right of employers to terminate employees because they, are, they too are falling on hard times? Will the necessary help promised from our government be enough? Or has that half-glass approach proved to be a farce? Employers are saying over and over, we will get through this. Yet, what I see more and more of is companies furloughing employees, taking away needed health benefits, taking away the source of income that families need to provide for themselves and for their family. The domino effect will result in the lowest people going even lower. Yet, there are some companies who are still hiring, companies who are doing the right thing, top executives furloughing pay so that employees remain that priority. The approach to knock someone down further when they're already down enough is simply not good practice. It is even further demoralizing and depressing. What will people do once they hit rock bottom? The mental health of healthy individuals who aren't suffering from COVID-19 become the unknown victims of this pandemic. Our mental health, mine included, has become weak and tired. Is this the new way of life? You know, it's hard to find faith when all you hear is the negative and the bickering of political parties or some wild theories which caused the pandemic. How do we find our faith when the pillars of faith, our churches and places of worship, are forced to close? People unable to gather, sing, and pray. Being alone in your home, secluded from the people you love, people who raise you up, people who give you, who keep you going every single day, whether or not they realize it. All that is, has been taken away. How can we have faith? Pray, read the Bible, play music, read, meditate, walk in the park, which most of those are now closed, or try to find that special place where faith is common. I'll tell you straight out, faith is definitely being tested. Faith is definitely being redefined. Faith is running thin, even in me, who has always believed more than others that God was there for us at all times. It's hard to find God right now, you know, and faith teaches us that God is never gone. Faith, though, is running on empty. Why would God allow this to happen? Why would God allow people to suffer? Why would God separate people? Why would God allow man to control everything? Why God? Why? These are all questions, and I, I have, and I'm sure you may have them too. Sadly, they're not going to appear in the next edition of your local newspaper, or in your Facebook, your Twitter, 
on TikTok or on Instagram. In fact, it won't even show up in this very blog. However, as I sit here looking at the words that are being typed out on my keyboard and I watch the candle beside side me burn, I watch the flame, finding myself drifting off, staring at it as it feeds off the oxygen in the air. This got me thinking. When I put the lid over the burning flame, the flame begins to struggle, struggle to stay burning. The smoke from the flame fills the glass jar and slowly the flame is oxygen starved and dies. The liquid that was the wax begins to cool and dry. The sediments of the smoke dissipate. The glass will cool and the wick will be there waiting for the next time to spark and be able to burn. This got me thinking even more. Right now our lives are like a lid being put on us through social distancing, isolation, limited interactions, and the fight to stay healthy. Some people are ignoring those methods to stay alive and that is the wick that becomes wilted, a part of the hard wax. For us, our faith has to be the wick that fights until the very end and hope for a new day. The day when the lid from the candle is lifted and a new fire ignites the wick. Just like the candle we burn, we burn and we burn. Sometimes though, we become weak and tired and that is when we all must stop, think, pray, step away from the distractions and listen to the quietness in the air which may provide us with a breath of a new day. We can't control anyone other than ourselves and depression and anxiety may become so intense that our candle decides never to burn again. That person was not weak or decided to take the easy way out. They were the vulnerable who beyond the facet of everyday appearance because of their jovial posts, their comical posts on social media, or their smiles and their laughters on their Instagram or on the phone, they appear to be this happy and jovial person handling all the things perfectly well. Well, when in reality, the smoke of the extinguished candle suffocates them from the inside out. They become so suffocated that they make a choice that others may never understand. They end their life. So do they go to hell? Is God with them? Were they a chicken shit and weak and did the right thing? Or did they cry out and no one thought to listen? Did they have faith that God was with them and they only saw the end of life as a true peace they were struggling to find? We may never know all these answers to those questions, but despite the darkness of the time and the darkness found in people's hearts, souls, and mind right now, there is a sense that God is always there. He is the wick that wants to burn. Sounds weird, but God is here. He hasn't abandoned us. Scary as it seems, but when we die, God is already there. He has already been holding our hands and touching our forehead. Whether it be from depression or anxiety, old age, cancer, accidents, suicides, or other diseases, God is here. God is listening. We may not hear what we want to hear, but he is inside each of us. Believe in him or not, he still exists. Psalm 23 tells us that the Lord is my shepherd and there is nothing that I shall want. How surreal. We all want, 
We want what we want, and we want it when we want it. But life on earth is not that final place. Heaven is. Heaven is where depression and anxiety ceases to exist. A place where hate is replaced with love and tiredness is replaced with energy. Our eyes, once closed, become widely open and our lips sing and speak of only love. Our ears hear the joys and the celebration that fail to exist in our often normal world. Depression is not a weakness. Depression is not a cop-out. Depression does not know age, race, creed, gender, orientation, or even species. Our cats can feel, our pets, our dogs, our cats can feel that depression, and our houseplants can feel that depression when starved from the attention and love. If you fail to water the plant, the plant will wilt. If you fail to pay attention to your pets, they will sit off in the corner looking at you with the sad eyes. Think about it. No one walks up to a drive-through window and orders a scoop of depression with a side of anxiety. No one wants to be sad, lonely, or feel that the world is closing in on them. No one seeks from the day that they are born to grow up and be a depressed and anxious person. But life is not perfect and things happen. Depression is often a result of loss, a sense of hopelessness, hopelessness, something that triggered the brain to malfunction. Times like these are a trigger, trigger for heightened emotions, feelings, and even anger. Why? Fear, perhaps? A loss of control or an inability to do what is normal every day? Absolutely. These are all valid possibilities. Our place, though, is not to fix the depression or offer apologies to someone who says they are depressed. It is not our role to tell them to get over it, that others have it worse, or to snap out of it. Depression does not want to hear that the best that you are giving to make them feel better. That is not what depression means. Depression and anxiety needs understanding and support. Listen, but don't speak. Hear what they are saying and don't try to find a solution. Acting on being there, even if it's not convenient. Holding the person and comforting them. Just remember this. It is not your role to fix it. Rather, your role is to love and to support, to care, to respect, and to seek to understand. To be the support they are seeking. If they are reaching out to you, don't say another time or that you have given your best. That just closes the doors more for the person. Be ready. Be armed with comfort and be armed with love. You don't need to be a miracle worker. You just need to be a friend. Bye. Depression and anxiety is running high right now. And we don't know when it will end. When our lives will return to a sense of normalcy, if ever. Understand that people are handling things externally and internally. Don't judge them. Let people express themselves. Maybe this is through writing, through dancing, through screaming or crying, laughing, 
at things that maybe not one would consider funny. Joking around or just asking for space. We need to respect them. We need to let them know that it's okay to be the way they are and that they have somebody, someone by them if they need anything. And most of all, they have God. Trust in the Lord, you shall not tire. Trust in the Lord, you shall not weaken. Be not afraid, I am with you. He will raise you up on eagles' wings. He will come to you in the silence. And beginning today, your mornings are yours. All these are songs of hope and peace. Peace and hope in knowing that God is truly always with us. He is holding our hands. He is walking with us. Through this storm, through the fire of the unknowns, God is here. Hard to think about it, but sometimes God comes to us in the most imperfect times as the most imperfect person, imperfect world, and probably the most inconvenient time in our lives. But God comes to us as sometimes a person, a person that may appall us, may not be on our radar, may not be somebody that we truly want to be around. But as time goes on, the relationship with that person begins to change. That person has become, went from a stranger to becoming one of our most intimate and loyal and true friends. God gives us people when we may or we may not think we need them. Differences aside, friendships can blossom. Friendships is God's way of holding hands with us. An episode of Grey's Anatomy, they introduced a term called my person. What does that mean? This is a person who will always be there. They will always love you. They will share the intimacy of time and expressions through life. And they will always defend you. And believe it or not, they're even going to tell you when you're wrong. This person may be your lover, or they may become your dearest friend. It may be someone you never thought it would be. But I encourage you to find that one person and make them your person. Reality is that the world will continue to spin and life will continue onward. Depression and anxiety will tax us over time, and it is a perfectly okay to feel this way. Just know that this too will pass and that you're never alone. Finding that person who will be there in the drought or in the flood, in good or in bad, and who will love you and comfort you and who will truly be there no matter what when you need them. This is the best medicine for depression. Know this, that God is with us. He is with you. He's with me. And he is here now, even in the most darkest of nights. We can close the doors to church. We can close the doors to places of worship. We can limit our interactions through social distancing, close down stores, limit travel, 
but we can never limit the power of God. Today and tomorrow and for the future, I encourage you to be the candle. That candle that burns brightly and strong when given the chance. Be okay with allowing the candle to burn out and make that your time of rest. Allow your body to rebuild just like the liquid wax of the candle that rehardens with the intent to burn again. Depression, anxiety, a sense of hopeful hopelessness, a sense of unknown, is a path that some of us go down unknowingly and sadly, not because we want it to. It's because how our brain is perhaps working. And the fact is that depression is not black and white, but neither is the promise of life. In fact, nothing is promised to us except love, love from above. And when and if life ends, love will be the deciding factor. You can't put a price on unending love. Today, be a candle, burn brightly, Burn brightly for someone who maybe needs to see the light. Step outside of yourself. Stop making it about you and make it about others. Respect people and how they're dealing with things of today's world. If they're mad, let them be mad. If they're happy, embrace the happiness. If they're uncertain, don't try to force them to be certain. Let the faith help them. Be a friend. Be a colleague. Be you. Depression is hard. Anxiety is where your heart is racing. Your pulse is beating. Hot flashes. Sense of agitation. Find a place of calm, a place of serenity, your go-to place. Find your person. And remember that Christ has died for us. Christ rose for us. And Christ will come again to be there when life has come to an end. Friends, If life was in black and white, how boring would it be? Everything that happens adds color, some good, some bad. But together, holding hands from a distance, picking up the phone to call someone you love or care about, sending a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, or hey, how are you? This could change a life. Be that candle. Burn brightly today, tomorrow, and until the rest of your life. This is in black and white.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast of In Black and White with a big D. Find God, find love, find peace wherever you may be. Just remember, we are in control of our own lives, not the lives of others, but we can be there to support them. This is just my perspective, my take on life today. This is In Black and White, Episode 3.